Well, friends, before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to express the passion that we have for helping leaders get healthy so they can reach sustainable impact. It's saddening whenever we hear news of leaders that are crashing. There's something privately going on in their life that discredits their public ministry or leadership, and that breaks our hearts. We feel so called to this space to help leaders clarify their next steps through coaching, replenish their own life and leadership and heart and soul and mind and strength through experiences. And we want to help more people in 2021 than we were able to last year. We scholarship leaders, but honestly, we want to scholarship more leaders so more leaders who are at risk can get coaching to clarify and experiences to replenish. And so we are asking folks to come alongside of us to help in that effort. And we just want to say thank you to some of those couples, some of those families that have come alongside of us. I want to say thanks to Dan and Lauren, Ed and Mary Lou, Casey and Amy, Dave and Debbie, Brad and Kelly, Josh and Jacqueline. We just want to thank you guys so much for giving to the cause, for helping us to be able to help more leaders. And guys, you can help leaders also for as little as $10 a month. You can come alongside of us. Now we have a page at an amazing new platform called Storehouse. So it's similar to Patreon for kingdom creators and creatives. And so if you are interested in supporting us, you can go in the show in the show notes and find the link below. You can also head on over to storehouse.world. That's storehouse.world. And we're the first project the first creator that will come up. We would love to have you guys as at as little as $10 a month. Help us to help more leaders to clarify through coaching and replenish through experiences. We are so grateful for you guys coming alongside. We want to say thanks and we want to invite the rest of you to give to support more leaders this year. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm sharing about who, who you are, who your organization is, because I believe that who we are matters more than what we do. Now, are they connected? Of course, but who we are as an organization, who we are as an individual determines so many of the decisions that we will make. We don't need to hear any more stories about things coming out in the news about Christian leaders who are struggling and who have made poor decisions to understand that something is wrong with our leadership paradigm today. And we are talking into these things. I believe that today's episode has the potential to help you shape the future of the person that you desire to be, the legacy you desire to leave, and you can begin those investments right now. But before we get there, you'll probably notice we've been interviewing a bunch of dudes on the podcast. We've had male guests for, I don't know, about the last for five weeks, and now we are going to transition to female-only guests for a while. We've got a series coming up where we are going to hear about the joys and challenges that female leaders face. So we are flipping the mic. I am excited to hear uh, not only about their messages, maybe some of their books, maybe some of their talks, things that they are exploring, learning during this COVID season, heading into a post-COVID season, but we are gonna specifically ask about the joys and challenges from ministry leaders, business leaders, church leaders who are female. So you don't want to miss this one. I am really excited for this. I'm raising two daughters. 
married to an amazing woman who is a strong leader. And so I am excited for them to listen. This would be a great opportunity to share. If you have any recommendations of some female leaders you would love to bring on, go ahead and drop those in the Right Side Up community on Facebook. And if you're not there, would love for you to jump into the Right Side community, Right Side Up community. We're discussing all kinds of topics, just cracking open some things that we need to be talking about. The discussion threads have been amazing. We'll throw some questions out there, some videos out there, and occasionally we'll air some content before we have it over here on the podcast. So today, who we are matters more than what we do. That's what we are talking about. Let me give you some context that led me here. My 93-year-old grandmother just passed away a few days, a few days ago. Now, you you have to understand that the matriarch and patriarch of our family uh, have been my grandmother and my grandfather But beyond that, they left an incredible legacy. My grandfather, still alive, grieving the loss of his wife, uh, thoughts and prayers. If you can think about him, his name is Ivan. And he's been a huge impact on my life, a huge legacy that he's left. And now she is with our father, her father in heaven. And there's no more pain for her. And so we are grieving that. Um, As this episode comes out, we're with family and we're celebrating her life. And of course, there's sadness, especially for him in that. But when I look back at her life, both of their lives, I say, lives well lived. I mean, they have shaped us. They've had fun with us. More than that, they have instilled the values of who they are and who Briggs's are through many generations. And they have had such a huge impact in my life. Now, this is the grandpa at 90 who went skydiving, but this is also the grandpa that he and my grandma have joined hands for many, many years and prayed for their grandkids and great grandkids and for a legacy of faith to continue on through that. So, man, what did I do to be blessed with that as a heritage, as a lineage, and and really as a legacy in our family? So I'm in the middle of thinking about that. I also hear about scandals that hit the news and whatever the next one is. And unfortunately, I think there will be more. I think these are connected. And I think the idea of who we want to be, we do not focus on enough. We are so focused on the what that we forget the who. And I want to spend some time focusing on the who. This also hits in the middle of a season where I'm asking, as our team at Stay Forth grows, as we continue to add coaches, we have some amazing new coaches who are joining our coaching network as we'll continue to grow so that we can scale, so that we can reach more leaders, so more leaders can get healthy, so they can find sustainable impact, we need to have some core documents talking about who. Now, who we are is way different from the what and the why and the how. We're going to discuss what those are, but who we are will be the lifeblood of our team at Stay Forth. It'll be the lifeblood of your team and your organization. Because the decisions that we make are based on who we are. And we have to make those decisions tangible. We have to put those out so that those can be spreadable. So those can be reproducible down through the organization. They can't just stay in my brain and my heart. And so today, I'm going to let you into the process of me actually coming to a manifesto. A manifesto of who we are. And that's going to govern our decisions 
And we're really excited to share that with you. And we're going to be sharing that with our team and our coaches and everyone who comes on down the line. They are going to get used to this carryable manifesto. It's like putting handles on our four values at Stay Forth. And you can do something very similar. Currently, I'm reading a book called Beyond Entrepreneurship 2.0. Now, you may recognize the name Jim Collins, and he wrote this with someone that deeply shaped his life many years ago, and this is the second edition. So he gives a look from 2020, how that was different from initially when they wrote this book many years ago, and some of the principles in there really are timeless, although the examples and the organizations change a little bit. And that's gotten me thinking about this idea of a manifesto. How do we put our values, who we are, into transferable handles. But let me start with all these words, the why, what is that, the how, the what, and the who in an organization. The first of all, why. Simon Sinek writes about why. Start with why. I believe that is the vision. That is a picture of what is currently broken about the world and how your organization is going to make that better. This deep burning passion, why we do what we do. Every team and every organization needs to have a deep why. But as you go down there a little bit more, the what, what are we talking about? A what is your mission? It's also your practices. Now your mission, why your organization exists, that really is the what. So for us at Stay Fort Designs, our mission, our what is that we help leaders to get healthy so they can reach more impact, so they can reach that sustainable long-term impact. We sometimes say this shorthand that we believe you can live and lead without losing your soul in the meantime, because sometimes we believe, is that what it takes, that we're actually going to have to push so hard to accomplish our dreams and goals, we're going to have to burn out, flame out, lose our soul in the meantime? Of course not. And we are here to share that message, to live that message, to coach leaders in that message of health and impact. So everything we do comes against that mission. Does it help us to live out our mission to help leaders get healthy so they can reach more impact? Impact God has designed them for. Every single decision we weigh against that. Another, what are your practices? Things you regularly do. Now, hopefully those are a reflection of your who, your values, but many times your practices are going to change. Look back at this season, the what changed. Leaders, teams, organizations, we had to adapt in order to change to to COVID, to change to new restrictions, to change to this world. And yet we continue to do some of the same core things. We still got to live out our mission, but we're going to have to adapt. And that's what we adapted. Hopefully the practices I know we did at Stay Forth, we are a different organization in some ways, and we are exactly the same organization in other ways. But I'll say we look very different. The next one is the how. This is strategy. How are we going to accomplish the mission? Again, this changes a bunch. Now, there have been people that say you have to be prepared to change everything about your organization except for the mission and the values, who we are and exactly what that big purpose is that we exist for. And some people use these interchangeably. I think it's really important to say that the strategy, the how, how we are going to accomplish this, is it going to change? Of course it is. Of course it is. If you say we are never going to change how we do things as an organization, you are already dying a slow and steady death. So again, that's the why, the what, the how. Now let me talk about the who. That's what I want to dive deep on today. Who you are matters more than what you do. People say, wait a minute, it's the same thing. Now, 
who you are is going to determine what you do and what you don't do. It's going to determine the things you say yes to and the things you say no to. I think about this in my kids. I want to teach them at a young age. Here is who we are. Now, here's why it matters, but here is who we are because I don't know all the decisions that they're going to have to make in their life. They're going to have to make a lot of hard decisions as they get older, but I want them to know here is who you are and here is why we live and behave and believe and act and love people and push against injustice the way that we do. This is our why in many ways. So these things are very, very connected, but I believe we have overemphasized what, and we have underemphasized who. Who you are matters more than what you do, but it will determine what you do. So I'm going to talk just a little bit about my process, but I want to read you a manifesto that we've been in process of creating at Stay Forth for a time. And we have values. Now, many times I'll come into an organization and I will help them create their mission, vision, and values. Many times it's foggy and confusing. I'll be honest. Sometimes they are awful. They'll have like 12 values. Here's what I know. An organization with 12 values has no real values. They've just felt bad not including some of those, but you are going to have to hone down. I encourage you to have three to five. We've settled on four at Stay Forth. And many times there's the same idea and you could take that 12 down to four and people are going to remember that three if possible. Because if you have three to five, I believe people can remember them. If you can't remember your values, you certainly can't work them into the bloodstream. They're not going to come up in staff meetings. They're not going to come up in the midst of a hard decision. You want these things to be rememberable and reproducible. And one way to make them rememberable is creating a manifesto. So as we have more coaches come on the team, they have listened to the podcast. Maybe they've been coached before, and they have gotten this idea of our mission. They get it. They get who we are. We are here to help leaders get healthy and reach more impact. I hope they're tired of hearing that because we want to make sure that people know that right side up leaders live and lead as God designed them to live and lead. They are proactive instead of reactive. We are healthy and we are making healthy decisions. What does that mean? Well, we care about roots before fruits, identity before impact. And just kind of that blanket phrase you'll hear is we want leaders that focus on their health before they focus on their impact. We desperately need to change this paradigm. So in just a few short sentences, I've explained who we are, but we've got to go deeper than that. We've got to talk about our values below the surface. This matters a lot. Now, please know that we are trying to change paradigms of leadership that are not working. They're broken. The idea of chasing impact at a million miles an hour will leave your heart, soul, mind, and strength starved. We see where that leads. And so we are desperately trying to push against a faulty way of doing things, but you can't just push against something. You don't just need a villain in the story. You need a hero in the story. And we need to make sure that we are saying to people, when you choose health over impact, that is a hero move. Investing in yourself, taking time to be a healthy leader is going to make you a good friend, a good mom, a good dad, a good disciple, a good leader, a good leader of your company, your organization, your church, your ministry, your team, you name it. Health is underrated. And so we are going, I'm going to go through our manifesto and I'm going to talk about how I talk about our four values because 
We want to create a longevity of leadership. And if we're going to do that, we've got to make our values carryable. Like a suitcase, it's incredibly heavy. You can carry it if it's got handles. Even better if you can strap it on your back and take it with you. So that's our hope in creating this manifesto is that several generations down the line of coaches, coaches who train coaches, who train other people to take this to their team, that these four values will be infused, just laced in everything that we do, whether it is our coaching, whether it's right here on the podcast or Right Setup Journal, is that people can know these four values are present, but we've got to make them carryable, reproducible, and catchy. So our first value is health. And in the manifesto, we say this, Health is underrated. When we live and lead as God designed us, we are proactive instead of reactive. We are free to create instead of compare, cultivate margin instead of cram, and prioritize instead of scramble. You think about the way that we are saying health is underrated. We're going to explain that in just a few sentences. And by the way, guys, if you can do a manifesto in 100 to 300 words, I think you're doing really, really well. So here is the principle. It is health. That's one of our values. But we say health is underrated. We're just going to acknowledge that, that it matters more than we'd ever imagined. And a couple of sentences on why. The next value in our manifesto is fun. And I say it this way, fun matters. Well, why do I need to say that? Because sometimes we think the fun is silly. It was for our teen years. It doesn't really matter anymore. Grow up, stop having fun. And I don't mean fun, like funny, goofy, like we're going to be goofy all the time as a team. That's not really who I am. That's not really who our team is, but we're going to have fun. What do we mean by that? We rest hard, work hard, and play hard. Work is meaningful and given by God. Sabbath is a get-to day of delight in a have-to world of duty. We're free to find joy in rest, work, and play. Guys, fun matters. Again, in the manifesto, our first value, health, we say health is underrated. Our second value, fun, we say fun matters. Our third value of grit, we say grit honors God. What do I mean by that? We work hard to steward our talents because they are gifts from God and they impact others. We adapt our methods so we can help as many people as possible experience freedom. We are free to risk failure because our identity as daughters and sons is secure. What I'm saying about grit is that we work hard, not because we're doing it for our identity. We're, we're doing it from our identity. That's one of those phrases that we have at State Forth. We don't work for our identity. We work from it because we are daughters and sons. We are entrusted things. We are stewards. We can work hard. And we've chosen to say that through our value of grit. So our first kind of catchphrase, health is underrated. Second, fun matters. Third, grit honors God. And our fourth value that we've infused here in the manifesto is generosity changes people. When in doubt, we give. We add more value than we take because God has given us more than we deserve. God is a good provider, so we are free to put the mission before the money. Value one, health. What do we say? Health is underrated. Value two, fun. What do we say? Fun matters. Value three, grit. What do we say? Grit honors God. And our fourth value, generosity. We say generosity changes people. Why 
can a manifesto help your team? It's because it reminds us of who we are. Many years ago, a mentor of mine told me that crisis is just like toothpaste, is that it just squeezes us to see who we really are, and that comes out during crisis. And, and this was a mentor who was looking at me and chuckling as I was you know, struggling and racked with anxiety in the midst of a hard season. And he was just knowing that God was doing something. God was squeezing me in, and who I was was coming out. And honestly, it was full of fear. It was full of insecurity. And I believe that our organizations were squeezed. Our teams were squeezed. Our families were squeezed. Our hearts were squeezed. And who we truly were was revealed in 2020 in many ways. That's good news and that's bad news in many ways. But it gave me an accurate picture of who we are. But I was so encouraged. Let me just say this, guys. I was so proud of our State 14. We leaned in. We were generous. We gave even when we didn't have. We had unsure future. We suffered a whole lot of losses. You probably did as well. But we changed, we pivoted, and we adapted. We changed a whole lot about what we did. But we did not change who we were. In 2020, it was a reminder. Here's who we are. And I can look back and say, man, we were generous. We were healthy. We stayed as healthy as we possibly could. We had fun in the midst of it, knowing that this is meaningful and this deeply matters. And we were generous. We leaned in. We gave even when we didn't have. We were gritty. And we continued to work hard. We continued to lead. We continued to steward. And I believe that that's one reason why we are now seeing more leaders come to us for coaching. We're seeing more people here on this podcast. Not that God owes us anything, but that we know who we are. And we leaned into that last year. And now we get the opportunity to impact more people. So maybe you're struggling in this season. Maybe you haven't come out of this pre-COVID world into this post-COVID reality. We're kind of in that messy middle right now. But I want to encourage you guys now is the time to focus on who we are. It's like an investment. This, the time to focus on investment is right now. The time to invest in your future is now, but it ain't going to feel good for a while. Investments grow slowly. This is not gambling. If who you are matters more than what you do, then how can you invest right now? And the question on my mind and heart is, who do I want to be at 93? What's the legacy that I want to leave long after I'm gone? that friends and family and leaders who I invested in will say about my life? What values do I want to leave people with? What about your organization? I think about Stay Forth. Who do we truly want to be and need to be in 10 years and 25 years? And if we were to continue in 50 years from now, what are the things that we want to leave behind? Now is the time to focus on the who. And here's something to think about, guys, the who is never urgent, but is always important. We simply cannot afford to forget who we are and just focus on what we do at the risk of our souls, at the risk of our hearts, at the risk of our reputation, at the risk of leading people astray. Guys, who we are matters so deeply. Who you are matters more than what you do. And I want to encourage you guys to think about your values, who your team is, who your organization is, not just why you exist in the world, 
which is hugely important, and what mission you are there to continue living, but who we are going to be. Crisis will squeeze out who we truly are. And I'm proud to say we're on the other side of this, and we are going to focus more on who we are in the next 10 years than we have the last year. Because who we are matters more than what we do. Shot, shot, we focus so long.